0: Somewhere back in that vast landscape of the 1990s. I remember this this bottle of spring water. It, w- it was called Nora Springwater. My name is Frank Edward Nora. that's my last name, Nora. Of course, Nora can also be a girl's first name, but uh, it, was, uh, it was called Nora Springs or Nora Springwater, or something like that. I'm trying to remember when this was. I was working at a pre-press shop called Dots. I have no idea if it's still there. Kind of a strange place to work. Um, it was in the 20s somewhere in New York City In Manhattan, it was like in 23rd Street or something And I think it was like 1993 It was like one of those years Well that's the big year I always talk about It's sort of been 1993 is sort of the height of a certain Kind of energy in the 1990s I think it was 93 I forget how long I worked there I think it was just a year or two I worked there Bounced around to a bunch of different pre-press shops A lot of people don't even know what pre-press is It's a uh, but it's it is quite a quite a, quite a vital field for all print materials, even still to this day, you know, to uh let's say you see a magazine. Well, how was that magazine made? How how did all the pictures and all the letters get in there? Well, you know, it's a lot of work that goes into it. Photographs, scans, stripping, uh, you know, page layouts in position, bleed, trapping, oh my god, so much stuff. And uh yeah, this place I know they had a lot of magazine accounts. I think we, I think we had Martha Stewart living there. I think remember Martha Stewart Living magazine. It's a long time ago now, but anyway, I remember seeing this spring water at the stores. Nora Springwater. I'm like, oh wow, that's like my namesake spring water. Now I don't know if I ever tried it, but I remember seeing it at the stores. I, and uh, and then at one point, it's just one memory. Listen. I I worked at this place full-time for God knows how long. I have very few memories left of the place, which is kind of strange when you really think about it, right? That uh, all of that time, eight hours a day, whatever, what's left, all that effort, all those those magazines produced, all of the commuting back and forth, and in the end you forget 99.9% of it, What's up with that? Is that like everything in life? You do it, but then you just forget it all. Well, I don't know if there was anything particularly memorable about it. I'm, try- I'm trying to remember if there was any. I know that there was some weird. There was a weird issue. I forget what it was when I when I left. I think they I think they they laid me off, but there was like a weird. I think that's where there was like a weird incident. This guy that I thought was kind of like my friend, he's like, "Well, I have to escort you out of the building." I'm like, "What the hell did I do?" It's like a weird incident. This is this guy though uh, introduced me to the Bonzo Dog Doodah band. So uh, at least at least he had that. I don't remember his name. I kind of remember his face, but he was telling me the Bonzo Dog Band was like from New Jersey, which is completely wrong. He's like, "Yeah, they're just a bunch of dudes from New Jersey that created this strange music." No, that's completely wrong. They're from England. <laughs> they're not from New Jersey. See the few things I remember, are sort of pop culture related, music, and then sort of like food packaging, which is definitely a part of our pop culture. Um, so there was this woman that worked there. Again, I, I can sort of remember her face. I think she had like long blonde hair, and I forget what she I forget what her role was. I think she was on in sales or project management or something. But I saw her that she had a bottle of Nora Springwater. I was got all excited. I'm like, oh wow! Nora Springwater, how is it? It's, you know, my last name is Nora. How what do you what, how, how do you like it? She's like, uh, I, I, yeah, I don't. I, I, it's just an empty bottle. I keep refilling it with water. I don't, I don't like. She was like, all weird about it. She's like, yeah, this bottle, I, I I refill it in in the water cooler. I yeah, like. But did she originally get it, or did she like find it in the garbage somewhere and filled it up? I mean, was it her water bottle or? Right, it was a weird thing. Oh, oh no, no, I, I'm just using it as a bottle. It's not the original, but I, I suppose she may have not had the original. I don't know. I just someone else had the original, or maybe because maybe someone drinks it and they put their mouth on it. You don't want to have their saliva on there. But I guess maybe someone poured it into a glass and she saw it. She's like, oh, can I use that bottle? You know, just so I can get water out of the w- water cooler. And the other person's like, oh, sure, fine. Please do that. <laughs> Is that? <laughs> I think that might be it. Yeah. I'm trying to think any other memories from that place. Well, I remember there was this strange woman that ran the place. Her name was like Linda or Belinda or something. And there were, there were a couple cats that lived in the office. And when they hired me, they're like, the cats would like to hire you. And then they had like that candy. The place was called Dotson. That Candy Dots, they had a bunch of packages of that all around because it was the same name. Very weird memories from the eyes. I actually wonder if this place still exists. I don't know. Uh, I think there may have been a weird incident where, yeah, again, someone someone said that they over, there was some sort of rumor that they overheard me saying that I was going to like, that I was dissatisfied in some way and like, no, I didn't say any of that. So it was like weird. There was like a weird stuff going on. I didn't say anything like that. But I do think that was around the time I was producing this towards the tail end of me producing experimental print magazines like um, Forge of Wander was one of them I had back then. And uh, yeah. And I think I was giving it to people and someone photocopied the back that had my picture and said it and then wrote in, in Sharpie over it. Do you know me? I feel sorry for you. So there was some weird negative stuff going on behind the scenes. I'm sure at that point in my life I was uh I mean listen, I you, you know me if you've been hearing these shows. Uh I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a little bit of an off an offbeat person, my personality, but I think I've mellowed a bit with age. I don't know. Back then I probably was a little weird and intense. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what else. I don't know that's about it dots hold on let me look them up see if they're still around yeah no i couldn't find anything about it well that's almost 30 years ago now right it's a long time ago it is 30 years ago wait a minute it's 2023 oh by the way welcome to the new year 2023 yes we're here can you believe it another year 30 years after 1993 here i'm thinking like yeah it's a ways until we're going to get to 30. No, wait. It is 30 years. It's 2023. Yikes. What's going on? I'm having a weird issue with my, like my show notes. I, I used this. I tried to create a new show note file, right, because the old one, right? But it keeps going back to the old one on Google Keep. You know what I'm saying? Like I, it's really weird. It's almost like I want to move on from the past, but it's, I'm having a hard time. Anyway, yeah, it's 2023. Welcome, welcome. I did, I, I did, I already did a, some kind of show in 2023. We'll talk about that. The UG track, that that was pretty cool. That should be in the sequence of this ep, this show. Anyway, we'll talk about that in a little while. But anyway, another uh, another um, kind of a similar memory from probably around the same time period. There was this messenger guy named Will and uh, he was you know so when all of these places I worked at in New York City they they would have messengers on staff right because they had clients all over the city and the messengers were just foot messengers and they would take the various products and the various proofs and the various whatever the images whatever to the, to the other people and so um, <coughs> you know it was a very interesting group of people because some of the people were actually like some of the messengers were these guys that were, like, like really smart, but had, you know, some kind of mental issue. Um, <clears throat> I remember one guy was, like, a huge video game fan and uh, was big into the SNK games. I think his name was oh, – I can't remember his name. <sighs> no, I think his name was Winter. Yeah, his name was Winter. Yeah. I used to talk to him all the time about, like um, – <coughs> the big game they were talking about was uh, – what was it um, Real Bout Fatal Fury, right? Real Bout was a big one. All the SNK fighting games. <coughs> I think these guys actually had the SNK, uh, the Neo Geo home, home unit, which was very pricey back in the day, and the games were also really expensive. It's like the most expensive home video game system ever, I think, was, was Neo Geo. Um, But the guy I'm thinking of for this one, his name was Will, and he uh, he was a little overweight. He had uh, like short blonde hair and like a blonde mustache. And you could tell the guy was like a genius, but he had some sort of he had some sort of issues. So he was just a, he was just like a messenger. I'm trying to remember where that was. maybe it was at dots. I'm not sure though. It's all it's all a blur at this point. Whatever's left. I mean, should I be concerned that all these all of this stuff of my life? Like right now there's memories that is there. What, what are the memories on the edge of being forgotten? Right. Like right now, because like five years ago, when it was that? 2018, <laughs> would I have remembered more about dots? You, see, you know what I'm saying? If I tried to recall, you see what I'm saying? Like at, at, memories are constantly fading. Like right now, the memories in my head are fading. Millions of different memories are fading. But you don't really feel them fading away. <sighs> but a lot of the banality of everyday life is so repetitive, you wouldn't necessarily need to remember it. But. And, of course, the fact that I, I, since I've been doing this show, <laughs> I have a supplemental memory in, in the form of these, these episodes, right? The audio I'm recording and the, uh, the show notes I write can help me remember I think it's, I mean, I think it's, n- it's a natural state of affairs that you, memories fade over time, right? And um, I, I've experienced going back and listening to my earlier episodes from 2003, 2004, and really <laughs> not really remembering doing the show <laughs> specifically. Because, you know, what I talk about in this show is sort of just off the cuff kind of daily life and things that are happening, and, and it just sort of, uh, you may not r- r- recall it. It's weird. Yeah, anyway. Um, so, yeah, Will had this website on – I remember it was on panix.com, P-A-N-I-X.com. And I couldn't I, – I, I tried to see if I had any remnant of like – it was – I forget. It was It was one of those websites – like my first one had. It was like the name – it was the domain name and then slash tilde, right? So it was sort of like a, a web server that was – had a bunch of people's content on it. And you had to add that little tilde on there and then the name. (coughs) So your website was, like, on this other website, right? So it was, like, Will something, Will C or something. I forget exactly what what it was. And he had this whole, like, this amazing website with all this, like, books and movie reviews and technology stuff and all his thoughts on everything. So he was, like, really this brilliant guy. But if you met him in real life, he seemed kind of like, you know, just kind of with this weird messenger dude. And I wonder what ever happened to him. It was yeah, uh, but I'd love to. F- I, I don't know if I ever. I have to think that I may have mentioned it on the show, or maybe I had the link written down somewhere. <coughs> because who knows if the Wayback Machine might still have that on archive.org? All these vague memories from the '90s <laughs> coming back. But anyway, listen. Let's not worry about the 1990s. It's the 2020s where we're very far into the 2020s right now, right? We've had 2020, 2021, and 2022. It's but been, it's been a rough decade so far, okay the whole pandemic and everything and i don't know i really do feel like uh uh twenty twenty three feels a bit different right i i don't know if you agree but twenty twenty three feels different than other recent years there's something about it uh it feels like we've we've had this uh years of Delays and lockdowns and pandemics, and just sort of like we've it's just things have been sort of on hold. But I think things are going to start to move again in 2023, whatever that means. I think that, uh, the hell is that? You hearing this? What is that sound? Some sort of weird moaning sound in the distance. I guess not. (laughs) Hello. Could be sort of like I don't know, the brake like trains going by in the distance, making that weird sound. No. Anyway. <clears throat> yeah, twenty twenty three feels like <clears throat> in so many ways we've kind of been in a lull. I mean, I know like technologically speaking, culturally speaking, <clears throat> right, it feels like we're you know, if you if you look at the sequence of things, you know, we went from the uh well all of a sudden it seems like a much bigger topic than i was expecting <laughs> i mean just in general right the the 6 the 1960s was this huge pivotal time period cultural technological revolutions who we went to the moon um, of course let's not even talk about how that might be might not have been true because they're going to try to go to the moon again with the, the uh, artemis project um You know the whole social thing, the hippies. Then into the seventies, which was kind of a a really wild time, right? It was sort of post sixties, right? Incredible time for music and movies. There were some issues. I mean, Vietnam, which eventually, towards as the decade wore on, that whole thing got (laughs) finished up. The whole Vietnam War thing. That was a big bummer, obviously. And um, (coughs) Carter. Inflation, Nixon, Ford, right? And then comes the 80s where it sort of feels like we're back on track. You know, the economy's booming, greed is good, you know, all that kind of stuff. And the tech- technology and culture are just exploding uh, from home computers, video games, right? Um, and the new kinds of special effects you can have and the influence of Star Wars. And again, an amazing time. And then into the 1990s with. uh, that technology is just building and building the internet bursts onto the scene the world wide web in uh, around 94 (coughs) and then the first wave of (coughs) websites and online services and the big dot com crash around 2000 2001 and then of course we get 9-11 in 2001 which is a big bummer and the 2000s that was 2002 was kind of like a, a bummer year, and uh, after 9/11 and stuff. And then in 2003, I start this show. The overnight gave, of course, I started the whole project. I date back this project going back to 1999. We'll get to that because it relates to today's show title. Um, <coughs> anyway, the uh, you know, and then uh, the first, de- the, you know, the decade of the 2000s. 2000 through 2009, then the 2010s, 2010 through 2019, and now the 2020s. Of course, the pandemic was the big thing, of course, in 2020 and 2021 and 2022. But it just sort of feels that now, right, somewhere in there, the whole era of Donald Trump and this bizarre politics stuff and that sort of the rise of of insipid social media not just that social media itself, but the <clears throat> talking about social media. Everyone is saying how terrible it is. It's ruining everything. Everyone's become so shallow and vapid on social media. And uh, cons- you know, another aspect of you know the history has been how the con- the world of conspiracy theories has has been warped into being almost exclusively about the vaccines now. And all the cool conspiracy theories of the past, the UFOs and the Illuminati and flat earth and stuff have kind of fallen by the wayside. It just sort of feels like we've sort of painted ourselves into a corner as a society, right? It's things have been kind of festering, especially during the pandemic. But I, I don't know. I feel that 2023 is going to sort of clear, clear things up a bit, but it, it may be a bit painful moving forward in a new way so i don't know i was just really getting as (coughs) 2023 was approaching i sort of getting these feelings about it you know that i don't know it's going to be pleasant but i think in the end it's going to be um worthwhile to the changes and i think we'll be happy with the changes this is all just pure speculation by the way but anyway welcome to 2023 I'm listening to a very, very kind of random album here. Um, the name of this album like popped into my head at one point. Um, it may have been while I was going down the staircase. <laughs> because the name of the album is Dude Descending a Staircase. And it's by Apollo 440. So I just remembered there was an album called Dude Descending a, Sa- Dude Descending a Staircase as kind of a... Uh, a riff on Nude Descending a Staircase, which is a famous painting. So, this is a 2003 album I'm listening to it here. It's, a, it's, it's one of these big double CD albums, you know, back when CDs were kind of like relevant. Uh, this, this came with two CDs and there's kind of a weird cartoon, psychedelic cartoon cat on the cover. I remember like Apollo 440 is one of these groups that.
1: Praise be the Holy what? Going on dead with this, already,
0: yeah. It's it just like every song is so different on this one. It's a very cool album, though. I'm really digging it. And it kind of like I remember Apollo 440 was one of these groups. Like back when I was pirating all these, uh, all the music, downloading like tons of MP3s constantly, which I don't really do anymore. But of course, me and so many other people used to be constantly pirating albums and actually burning the albums on, onto CDs to listen to them and stuff. I remember I had a few Apollo 440 albums. Maybe even this one, though. I'm not sure if I had this one. (coughs) What are some of their other records? Let's see. Getting High on Your Own Supply. I think that was one of the big ones, yeah. But I I just remember not ever really kind of really digging it too much, but I I definitely had a few albums by Apollo 440. But I would say now, you want to talk about 93, this is 2003. This This album is now 20 years old. Right and uh, so it's like an oldies now. It's like so, but like this sound of this album, this kind of ambitious double CD album with such a wide variety of of of, uh, styles, it feels like something really from the past. And there there is certainly a time of music. This is from that time period, from around ninety eight to two thousand two, two thousand three. Um, were a lot of, like, you know, the thievery corporation, uh, down-tempo, chill-out albums, things like that were all sort of the rage. And it just sort of doesn't exist anymore. So it's... Now that there's some time has passed, like even 2003, uh, music has this very distinctive sound. Pretty interesting. So, yeah, I'm kind of digging uh, Dude Descending a Staircase by Apollo 440. <laughs> Such a random one. Another another group that I... Uh, I'm meaning to check out is uh, Goldfrap, because remember, I hadn't thought of Goldfrap in a while. This woman's name is Goldfrap, and she was a singer. And uh, apparently they're still going as a group. Or maybe 2017 was their last thing, but so they're probably not still going. But um, <laughs> that's sort of from the same time period. This sort of dance, electronic groups from that time period. Remember Gold Frap? No. <laughs> See, more recent pop culture is coming into focus as, like, retro pop culture now. Because I don't know why 2023 seems so much more in the future than 2022. But it almost feels like 20, 30 years more in the future. It's, and, and, as I said, it seems like some sort of leap ahead. Energy-wise. That could just be my own interpretation of it, yes. Anyway, but... So far, uh, Apollo 440 has been really good. Stop. (laughs) Anyway, um, so my wife and my neighbors and stuff, they want to do dry January, which is where you don't drink any alcohol in the entire month of January, and I'm going to join in too. I mean, I I do usually drink something, a little something every day if it's a beer, one or two beers, or, you know, a little drink of... uh, you know mezcal or whiskey or whatever usually only one or two drinks uh i i don't think i'll have a very difficult time for going it for a month so i'm going to join in and have dry january it 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 just uh and i i i feel like it's kind of considering these feelings of sort of a new phase and a new age and stuff it's pro- it's probably good to start off with a bit of purification and i've also decided cuz my brother-in-law was saying he did dry january but he also like did a ton of other stuff. He, like, ran a mile a day, and he, and he uh, did uh, intermittent fasting. He was, like, doing all this stuff. So I know doing extra things makes it more difficult, but I would also like to not smoke any cigars in January as, as well. As I do feel, I, I, I'm smoking, uh, like, I do smoke a cigar every day, not a whole cigar but part of a cigar. I think I could, I'd like to kind of, like, that'll be part of my dry January. No alcohol and no tobacco. I have but still been taking the uh the C B C B D T A C gummies though. Those are those are okay. You have to have some something going on, but yeah, so we'll see how I do without I think I'll be fine. I don't feel like I'm addicted to either alcohol or tobacco. I know those are two things that people do often get quite addicted to. And I would say I kind of I do you know, it, it it's sort of a I don't know, is there a difference between an addiction and a habit? Where you sort of habitually do something, but it's not like it's sort of like with coffee. I, I do feel like I'm addicted to the caffeine, but I have number of times – and I'm, I'm still drinking coffee. Uh, a number of times uh, – that's what my brother-in-law. He also quit, quit, quit caffeine. Uh, but uh, he, he did like a super dry January. It was very dry. It was arid. Arid extra dry January, yeah. Um, <coughs> I've, I've quit coffee a few times over the years, and I didn't find it to be particularly difficult either. I mean, I do feel like it's a slight addiction. It's the ritual of it, the habit of it, and then the chemical, the chemical amusement of it. Of you know, of uh, of caffeine or any of these chemicals, it makes you feel a certain way. But I don't know. I I don't think I don't think I would have a particular physical addiction to these things. Anyway, we'll see how I do (laughs) because I do I do usually like when I'm recording. I usually smoke a cigar, but it's only one month. I'll be okay. Anyway, I wanted to mention about the, what I started off the show on, Nora Springwater. I am not able to find a single reference to this Nora Springwater. I can't find any anything, nothing. There's a town called Nora Springs in some sort of state somewhere. I, I, I don't know, a rural community? <laughs> they don't say what state it's in. Oh, Iowa. Okay, Nora Springs, Iowa. Okay but that's not i'm trying to remember the name of i mean it was a big brand it was like a, it was like you would go to the store and it's like you know the pre the, pre-packaged, the you know the bottles of water like these days you get Dasani or whatever Poland Spring it was Nora Springs but don't you think i i would be able to find something Nora Springs water just like if it was something that was sold in stores there must be some reference to it Nora Water Bottle. Yeah. But remember there was also Naya Water. Remember Naya Water? But it definitely was Nora. Naya Water. Yeah, Naya. But that's, that's a current brand, Naya. So maybe they changed your name from Nora to Naya? no. No. All right, if anyone finds this, let me know. I I mean, it was definitely called Nora. Nora Bottle Water. Damn it. It It's a real product, but it was 30 years ago, so I don't know. No, no. They're showing me bottles with the word Nora on it, but that's for a girl named Nora. You know what I mean? Yeah. My my cousin's daughter, he named Nora, because he was in his his mother was Nora but his father was a Johnson so her name's Nora Johnson yeah so there are some Nora's Nora brimspite brimstone Brew what Nora the apricot IPA from Brimstone Brewing Company that's well good hit but but that's not what I'm looking for I'm looking for Nora water oh my god I can't find it I can't find it. I I, I mean I don't know why it was called Nora Springs Maybe it was from that town How about Nora Vasconcelos No I don't know where you would find this Are there like beverage industry magazines in the past Like this is a tough one. This is this. Uh, this is like, uh, this is a weird one. I can't find it. <sighs> well, not all information is on the internet. You know, maybe I should try a different search engine because Google's been pretty screwed up lately. Let me just go to Bing and see if it like, comes up immediately. The water department of the city of North Springs. No, I want a product. This fricking Nora Springs keeps coming up. Nora Spring water bottle. Nope, all search engines can't can't find it. Niagara water. What is that? Water from the waterfall? That's pretty cool. I don't know. Nope. So if I put like 1993 Nora Spring water bottle. Nora, the mom, the hero, the legend. No, that's like a, just just a, water, that's a for someone named Nora. Damn it! Listen, I know I, I know I shouldn't let these things bother me so much, but it should be on the internet somewhere, shouldn't it? Because I know I'm remembering it properly because it was my name, right? Oh, maybe. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, wait. Could it have been Naya by Nora? Maybe it was Naya Springwater by Nora Bottling. Oh, there's another Nora beer. Oh, yeah, Nora Baladina. I think I've seen that one before. Was it Naya by Nora? Hmm. Naya by Nora. Naya Nora. There's a person named Naya Nora. <sighs> okay. Naya Springwater. Maybe it was just the Nora Bottling Company. Yeah, let's see. History. Naya founders searched for five years for a spring with specific qualities and found the Naya Spring at the foot of the Laurentians in Mirabel, just north of Montreal. Mm. No. No. I swear it was a Nora, Nora Bob, no, it was called Nora, damn it, Nora Beverage Firm, wait a minute, wait a minute, I think I found it, Nora Beverage Firm, hold on, from the Chicago Tribune, 1996, Coca-Cola, Ener- yes, oh my God, I found it, Coca-Cola Enterprises Inc., of atlanta is acquiring mirabelle quebec based sorry mirabelle quebec based nora beverages inc producer of naya brand canadian spring water for about 117 million dollars okay all right that okay you know it, it was called naya but it was by nora Problem solved. Mystery solved. Let's move on to the next thing now. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I just misremembered it slightly. Slightly! All right, in other news, uh, in in what is in- incredibly confusing news, um, potheads rejoice. New York City opens its first cannabis dispensary. Right? This story is just from today. Um Because I could have sworn New York City legalized recreational marijuana a couple years ago because every other store when you go into New York City is a marijuana store. I mean, and there's these marijuana trucks everywhere. What is going on? Was that all just medicinal or was it all CBD? What the heck is going on? Let's see what the article says. It's very strange. As of Thursday, people over 21 can legally purchase recreational marijuana in New York City. Housing Works Cannabis Company is the state's first cannabis dispensary. (laughs) What? (coughs) When the rest of the country passed laws to legalize marijuana, New York City finally approved the recreational use of cannabis in early 2022. Really, I thought it was much earlier than that. After COVID-19 hurt the city's economy and damaged many lives, the legalization of marijuana became one of the state's tools to bounce back from the devastating... From the devastation financially, do criminalizing recreational marijuana also release many of the legal pressures black and brown people have been experiencing over possessing weed for decades? I'm just trying to see, like, were they saying, like, I thought one article I said, like, yeah, said that there were so many marijuana stores, but I, I, I am so confused, <laughs> so confused. Anyway. There you go. Somehow it's legal, but it's already been legal, and I don't understand what the hell has been going on. Do you ever notice there's a lot of confusing things going on in 2023? I've been noticing that. Wait, what's this? Is it, this is a, uh, when I was searching for the Nora Beverages, this is a tab that was open. Nora Lee Beverage from the 1940 census. She is. She was born in Virginia in 1923. She li- and she lived in Bath, Virginia. Wow. Nora Lee Beveridge. That's a great name. <laughs> Remember, there was a guy named Duncan Beveridge. That was another guy from Canada. Let's see. Parents Jake and Arbelia Beveridge. A brother James, a sister Janet, and a si- and a brother Jean Beverage. Who are these people? Nineteen forty. It's a long time ago now. I was searching for more Nora Beverages, so Nora Lee Beverage. Good name. Yes. So, a few celebrity deaths. Uh, we had uh, Barbara Walters, legendary journalist Barbara Walters, dead at age ninety-three. Um. Yeah, she was, she was uh, wow, like everywhere on TV for such a long time. She had a slight speech affectation. And uh, back in the 70s on uh, Saturday Night Live, um, Gilda Radner would, would call her Baba Wawa. Hi, I'm Baba Wawa. <laughs> I don't know if it was that pronounced, but of course, you have to latch on to anything to make fun of people. But yeah, she was a good, uh, she's a good TV personality. She was just—didn't she have, like, specials or interviewing people? And she was just everywhere. She was sort of like the air you breathe, you know, sort of like a Johnny Carson-type type character. Barbara Walters. But I'm sure she'll be quickly forgotten as someone like Johnny Carson. Like, I, I talk to people at work. You ever hear of Johnny Carson? No. Well, he's been off the air for a few years, so yeah. A lot of people I work with probably weren't even weren't even born yet when he went off the air, so you can imagine— See, that's the thing about being a TV personality. When you're not on TV anymore, people forget about you. And also, someone a few years older, Pope Benedict the XVI, the 16th. Pope Benedict the 16th, dead at age 95. But he was not the Pope. He was the Pope, but then he quit being Pope. And then there was another Pope. He was Pope Emeritus, I think is they were trying to say. I think I think once a pope always a pope. Pope Benedict uh dead at ninety five. He was uh what's his name, Rat Ratzinger? I know I remember early on he looked kinda like the emperor from Star Wars. People call him Darth Rat Darth Ratzinger. But I don't know you're allowed to quit as a uh, as a pope. Though it was kind of like a Supreme Court judge, kinda like a for life thing, but this guy quit. He quit a long time ago, actually. And uh yeah, he finally died. I don't think like I think uh I don't think he had to go get a job or anything. I think he had, like... I think they paid for his house and stuff. No. Something like that. Yeah. I don't think you have to, like... when Like, when you kept being Pope, you have to go work... Imagine you have to go work at, like, a convenience store or something, like, just to make the money to live. No, he didn't have to. I think he, I think they gave him an apartment, and he just sort of hung out in, in the Vatican and did his thing, you know? Anyway. those are So who's going to be the third... They usually come in threes, but maybe in this case it just comes in twos. People in their mid-90s dying. Oh, my God. I, you know, I tried to—look at this. This is so weird. There's some sort of weird bug going on with my show notes because I deleted those two other files and made a new file that's has a blue color in the background. But still, things are, like, doubled up and things are like—there's something weird going on. Oh, man, that's very weird. It, it it just keeps messing up this this note. I'm using Google Notes, which Google Keep, which is a good notes thing. But yeah, it's weird, right? Anyway, what's going on in this 2023? Oh, uh, I, I read something. This uh, the new train station in New York, Grand Central Madison, right? was supposed to open last year, 2022. That's the train station they've been building for decades underneath Grand Central Station. You know, let's see. This is an audio news report. News took you underground
1: for By the end of the year, you'll be able to take the Long Island Railroad into Grand Central instead of Penn Station. Now, back in March, News 4 took you underground for an exclusive look Oh, cool, at look. Grand Central Madison. And today the MTA made that name change official. News source Andrew Siv has an update on the project.
0: Uh, this is an old story. You're looking
1: at one of eight new tracks underneath the old Grand Central, about to become a hub oh, cool. for the LIRR. It's an 11 billion dollar project. Oh, cool! Look the at this. has a bit of a field of dream
0: Because I, I'm, I, I have such. I'm. I used to go to Grand Central all the time just to eat lunch and stuff. I'm so achingly familiar with every every bit of that building. There's going to be these new. Escalators going down to the level below.
1: Aspect to it. If you build it, they will come. First conceived near- Well,
0: it's a train station. That's why they're going to come. They need to take the train. Really third. Was this Ho- Hochul?
1: Three years ago.
0: When the- did she become governor? Oh, the other guy was forced out, right? What happened to him, the Cuomo?
1: Massive who can re- who
0: can remember these days? Act
1: aimed at bringing the Long Island Railroad to the East Side instead of only Penn Station. Now in its final months before opening this fall. Long not-
0: this fall fall of get out of here
1: by a clunky name what does east side access mean today an official rebrand grand central madison reflecting the multiple okay, this
0: is an old story because this happened like a year ago or something
1: exits to madison avenue between 38th and 50th all right whatever
0: so what are they saying when is it going to open january well it is january okay sometime this month it's going to open okay that story was from april okay the physical structure is mostly done. Great. I get to completely finish it if it's like a giant train station that millions of people are going to go through. You kind of have to finish it. What, what is it? Just, just just like a weird section of like a black void is not finished yet? Get out of here. Finish the damn thing. I'm going to go check it out. kind of cool. You used to hear like explosions. They used to be like dynamiting all the rock out of there to build the train station under the train station. Yeah. So it should be cool. Because, you know, if you don't know the area, so basically the Long Island Railroad is the railroad on Long Island. Long Island is an island which contains, at its far western portion, the New York City boroughs of (coughs) Brooklyn and Queens, and the rest of it is, you know, different counties and different towns. And Long Island Railroad is the main railroad going out there, kind of like the New Jersey Transit going into New Jersey. But when you, co- when you bring it in, into New York, you're, your trains are going underneath the east side, underneath Grand Central, all the way cross town, all the way to Penn Station, which is all the way on the other side of town. It's on the west side. So if you worked on the east side, which so many people do, you're commuting in, you're going under where you work, and then you have to spend like another half hour going back across town. It's crazy. And, and it's going to be amazing for those people that are in Long Island and work on the east side, this is, this is going to be like reducing their commute time amazingly. So that's a good thing. It's not, it doesn't really affect me. I'm in Jersey. So what do you want? Anyway, as I mentioned, um, I did a special episode, uh, on New Year's Day. I actually recorded it New Year's Eve into, into New Year's Day, um, called UG cathode variation. And, uh, I describe on that episode. I explained the whole thing, but just briefly. um, For some reason, I ran into this kind of energy towards the end of last month, where it felt like sort of like a a fork in the road or something. Though I have to so basically, the 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 main idea was that I felt that I kind of needed to sort of reaffirm my. Commitment to this project, The Overnight Escape Underground, which um, I personally didn't feel like there was anything wrong. I am very committed to this project, and but it just felt like there was something in the air that I should uh, kind of, like, reinforce it in some ways. And, you know, I could come up with a million different theories as to why, you know, is it that, um, you know, the whole timeline theory. And I will acknowledge, listen, I have a million different theories— I really don't know if any of it's true or any of it's false, but it does come to mind, you know. Like maybe in the original 2023, I drifted away from this project and <clears throat> wound up doing other things. But it, in the end, it would have been better if I just stuck with this project. Somehow, I was somehow able to go back and fix things, yada yada. But you know, the thing is, there's this wall up. You know, we, I, I I don't know if any of that's true. It's just all speculation. Um, but you know, I I figured it was uh, an, I guess at a more practical level um, you know, I, I wanted to just just for my own benefit, kind of just realize, you know I'm 55 years old and, you know my life is pretty set and there's one thing that I've produced in my life called the Overnight Escape Underground which is remarkable. I have done nothing else, I would say, that really rises anywhere near that level and so just from a you know, I know it's very cringy talking about this stuff, but just from a just a general perspective, I should... It's, sometimes it's very hard for people to see the forest for the trees, as they say, that I should continue to focus on the one thing that I've accomplished and continue to support it and make it better and keep advancing it rather than try to do something else. Obvious. That's kind of obvious. It's. It would seem kind of obvious. I just... From inside, from an internal perspective, everyone, myself included, has so many levels of delusions and issues of self-image and things like that that sometimes it's hard to see the forest for the trees. Anyway, I wanted to, uh, especially as you might know, working on the project as it's become like a book, a a radio station inside a book, there's been this idea of what is the hosting level, right? When you open the book, do you hear someone talking, welcome to the book, Here's all the things you can find inside the book. Like, is there a hosting level? The thing is, there used to be a hosting level in the very early days of the Overnight Scape Underground. And the way I, I described it was a lowercase u, lowercase g, colon, space, and then the title, right? So the original Overnight Escape Underground starting in late 2007 had these UG tracks, which actually continued on until uh, 2009, right? When I went on the radio vacation in October 2009, and that was the last UG track. And then those tracks kind of morphed into the Frank Norris show and then back into the Overnightscape, right? But as a hosting level, it still existed. So as I mentioned at the end of last episode of the Overnightscape, I was thinking of bringing back the UG tracks. This would be something of an occasional thing, maybe monthly, maybe every couple of months, not anything big, but it was just like, Something that is enormously meaningful to me and maybe no one else, the return of the UG tracks, um, just as a way to kind of revisit the roots of the project and kind of reinforce everything. I think ultimately this all comes down to motivation, right, the motivation to keep going with something. So whatever mental mazes and labyrinths I've been going through with this stuff Uh this is this is the result. I did this cathode variation, which is an anagram of the Radio Vacation, the last UG track from over 13 years ago. So it was kind of cool. I, I really reflected on the whole project and um, talked about the future and everything else and talked about how, you know, I this is what I was talking about. You know, I have to just ultimately let go of all these other whimsical ideas I have of creating virtual universes, this and that, as not something that would be particularly worthwhile. The situation that I'm in, you know, this run-through of this life, (laughs) well, that sort of implies that you can just go back and start all over again and try it again. But this run-through, right, it's obvious I have this one big project and I need to keep working on just that project with what free time I have. Anyway, so check out UG cathode variation if you haven't. Um, And I think I will continue doing the UG tracks, kind of bringing it back to the original concept. Because it never stopped being the Overnightscape Underground. It just morphed and changed. And I go into a much deeper in that episode. Um, That brings us to the title of today's episode, which is... uh, um, The the title of today's episode is Strange and Wonderful Computerized Treasures. And let's take a look at this art here. This was a, a photo I took when I went to the fish show. With my neighbor Brad last week, as I talked about in the last episode. This is over on uh, like 9th Avenue, looking to the north a bit. I just love that shot. It's just a cool shot of buildings and stores and streetlights and cars and stuff. And uh, I typeset uh, strange and wonderful computerized treasures in um, the font that was originally known as uh, Finan. Um, it's one of those fonts. I, I have the Opti first version a great font that you see here and there. It's kind of a... Is it sort of calligraphic? Is it sort of uh, Celtic? Celtic? I don't know. Um, and I, after a lot of work, I settled on that kind of pale pink color. And uh, the Overnightscape is typeset in Space Odyssey. It's a font that uh, tries to recreate the font used in the credits of 2001 A of Space Odyssey. Which is... Sort of Futura-like, but it's different. Anyway, uh, what does this phrase mean? Well, on the UG episode, I went back to um, the the origins of the project. Like, if it, it really, I described it as kind of a cosmic origami, how the project folded in on itself so many times to become what it became. But if you go back, this project, the Overnight Underground, really did start uh, on November nineteenth. 1999 I'm going to my franknora.com the last BluffCosm site the news page this will take us back to the origins so uh yeah on that day which was the last odd day until January 1st 3111 so 11 19, 1999 is the last day where all the digits in the year are in that date are odd the next time that will happen will be January 1st, 3111. So here we go. I started BluffCosm.com November 99, and then by March 2000 it became the Radio Project. It started off as so a more of a vague idea, right? Uh, so I'll, I'll just read you this. So the graphic says BluffCosm.com TM established November nineteenth, 1999 by Frank Edward Nora, Lord of Obliviana i we'll talk about cringiness. I was I called myself Lord of Oblivion back then. Um and then in a script font it says The Bluff Cosm awaits that imaginary universe of intense little virtual theme parks, a place where your dear sojourns are rewarded with strange and wonderful computerized treasures. Enjoy So sort of like a virtual universe, right? Uh, so I wrote, today, BluffCosm.com leaps forth into existence. About 1,576 days ago, on July 28, 1995, I started my other website, Obliviana.com. In that time, I managed to accomplish a great deal, but attracting an audience was not one of my accomplishments. BluffCosm came out of nowhere. Just a few weeks ago, I came up with the word BluffCosm, and it has thundered ahead in this short time to become my second website, Bluff Cosm is very much a part of Obliviana, but it has to be in its own space, apart from the need to fit in with the complex web of ideas and content that is Obliviana. Stay tuned for number one of the Cosm, Jadehead Bluff. Anyway, (coughs) from that very vague and strange declaration, um, right, on, uh, what does it say here? Yeah, so on March 24th, it, it became Bluff BluffCosm, um, the radio thing. And this this is what it says on the new version of the logo with the, the script. It says, interactive entertainment, audio only, a cool realm of computerized sound with unique of content. Listen anytime on your portable MP3 player. A total audio interface someday. So this was, you know, I mean, f- this is four and a half years before podcasting. I, I created this. Right? Four and a half years. Yeah. One, two. Yeah. Yeah. But I would say that Bluff Cosm. then, it was the Overnightscape on BluffCosm.com. Then it was just the Overnightscape. Then it was the Overnightscape Underground. And then the Overnightscape Underground started incorporating everything else. It sort of folded in on itself. So I would say this... Eleven nineteen ninety nine was the origin point of the project that's now known as the Overnightscape Underground, and that phrase, of course, "strange and wonderful computerized treasures," is from the very first post, the very first graphic, and that's why I felt it was uh, appropriate. And I would say that are um, the audio, all the over thirteen thousand hours of audio here in the Overnightscape Underground, are strange and wonderful computerized treasures. Actually, so it all it all kind of works together. Full circle, and when you see the end in sight, the beginning may arrive. Hey, hey, we are the monkeys. We've said it all before. The money's in. We're made of tin. We're here to give you. <laughs> yes. And so Ansug is still the, you know, the the short name for it. But I'm gonna I'm going back to the Urban Escape Underground as the main name for the project. Thank you. Thank you for indulging my uh, meta content here. But just want to make sure in the twists and turns of 2023, don't lose sight of the forest for the trees, the trees for the forest, the trees in the forest, and if they fall, the sounds that they make in this universe of sound. Anyway, now that it is 2023, music from 1923 is now in the public domain. And as I have mentioned, the, the, the Overnight Scape Central this week is a music show, so while I produced it last week, it was still not legal to play, but now it's legal. It hasn't come out yet. Hopefully it'll come out uh, today or tomorrow. I play t- like 11 different songs from 1923 that are now legal to play. Let's go there right now, shall we? And um, let's play a song. Let's play a song that would have been illegal to play a few days ago let's go let's see where's my nineteen twenty three music link here it is yes <coughs> let's go to uh let's try a song starting with the letter u for underground because <coughs> there's over six thousand songs just in the George blood collection from nineteen twenty three let's see anything good anything stands out here Uncle Sam blues that almost sounds like that uh that grateful dead song u s blues Hmm. I have not previewed this. Of course, listening to music from 1923, you never know if something a bit offensive is going to come up. But listen, listen. I, I, who knows? Let's hear. Let's hear this. Hopefully, there's nothing offensive. Uncle Sam Blues. another copy of that one. Maybe the other copy is less scratchy. Red and white. Blue suede shoes. I'm um, Uncle Sam. How do you do? That's the Grateful Dead version. I mean, this one. Come on. This is Clara Smith. This, this one's kind of bringing me down let's find a better song than this I want to play one complete song legally how about Underneath the Mellow Moon there's a ton of copies of this we need some mellowness here in 2023 All right, let's keep listening to these so we find one that sounds good accordion solo that's hey <laughs> that sounds good Right, that sounds really good but I need to find a better copy let me pause and I'll find a better copy there's so many copies of this oh wait they're but they're not all they're not all accordion solos no I need only the accordion version damn it here we go here's another copy of the accordion one All right, that's not too bad right legal, this is legal, we can hear it legally we don't have to like stop after a few seconds no, this is, this is legal to hear would have been legal four days ago but now it's legal th- don't you think there has to be some sort of like way of getting rid of all that crackling I don't know I know it's a lot more complicated than it seems, but hopefully, with AI on the rise, uh, they'll we'll be able to get rid of all the crackling and hear these songs like in a good way. I like this song though. Trying to keep track of all of the these songs I've been playing—six thousand. Just in one collection, there's 6,000 songs, wow. by Guido Dero, Dero, Guido Dero, Guido the Accordion Man, oh wow, there he is, look at this, there's a whole entry for this guy. Gui- he's, ca- he's a count Count Guido Pietro Diero was a famous vaudeville star international recording artist composer and teacher he was the first piano accordionist to appear on big time vaudeville records, radio and on the screen he usually performed under the stage name Dero. Guido and his younger brother Pietro were among the highest paid musicians on the vaudeville circuit and they both did much to introduce and popularize the piano accordion in the early 21st century wow so there would be no weird owl without this guy Guido. I didn't know he was so famous. You see, you learn new things all the time. My father had it had an accordion. He he knew how to play a few songs on. Huh? Maybe he was inspired by Guido Darrow. Any more Guido songs? I mean, let's see. Count Guido. Yes. Ooh, there's seven from nineteen twenty three. Let's see. <clears throat> there's two from nineteen twenty four, but we can't listen to those till next year. <laughs> Alright. I'll I'll do more Guido research and I'll let you know what I find. Maybe on a future episode. We have to move on now to other things. Oh yeah, I got these Puerto Rican beans we gotta go check out. Let's go check out the Puerto Rican beans. I mentioned them on that UG track. It's my new, it's, it's my new like, weekly food obsession, Puerto Rican beans. Yeah, check out these beans. Because, um, I don't know, a few weeks ago I was at uh, Greens. that used to be called Dean's there in Basking Ridge, New Jersey. And you know how uh, for a long time now they've had the, uh, it's like a plastic pouch of, uh, of rice. And you put it in your microwave for 90 seconds and you have instant rice. Probably not as good as rice if you made it nor- the normal way, but still it's easy. So here's beans in this form. No longer beans in cans, beans in bag form. And uh, <coughs> I got a few of them and uh, I thought they were really good. So then I asked my wife when she was ordering from Whole Foods if she could find some and she didn't find the one I had but she found this Philo's brand. And the one she got is Puerto Rican Pink Beans Sofrito. and. uh so good. It says vegan. Vegan friendly. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> does that mean it's not really vegan? I don't know. I don't like, I like the word vegan just with, uh, period, vegan, not vegan friendly. All right. Anyway. Yeah, this contains, what does it say on the back here? I I've, I already had a few of these. I have one left. I like, to eat, like eating this just by itself. It's a great meal. Puerto Rican pink bean sofrito. Tradition is puro sabor. Onion, tomato and bell pepper prepared in extra virgin olive oil, pinch of ground cumin and cilantro, and only the finest quality pink beans. Enjoy straight from the pouch or add your touch. It's all about finding your way to keep traditions fresh. Made in Mexico. <coughs> this is good till September 20th, 2024. Jeez we get keep getting further Wait, I just I'm just trying to get used to 2023 and now we have to talk about 2024. Yeah, check out these beans. I know these have probably been around for a while, but it's new f- it's new for me the whole bean in a bag concept. I like it new for 2023. Beans in bags. Great new great great new advancement in society. So some some good news here in uh 2023 that uh Korean TV show called Girls Reverse which had all these different uh, K-pop stars as, v- as virtual reality actors, um, was canceled or delayed or set aside because of licensing issues with the models. But now the show is out. Uh, I guess one day ago they released it. It says English, but there's no English subtitles on this version. But, uh but it's sort of like one of these reality shows, I guess, where people get eliminated, but they're all in a virtual universe. I guess they're using VR chat as the, uh, the, the world, but I'll try to, when, when this has English subtitles, I'm sure I'll watch, I'll watch it. Cause I, I watched some of the, pr- the, the preview versions when they, all the girls entered the world. And it was kind of interesting. So this is, this is with uh Luna member, Olivia Hay as a chonky cat. You may remember that whole concept. Oh, did they bring that stuff back? looks like they brought some. Yeah. They brought all the old videos back. Yay! I
2: suck at sleeping, but I'm not alone. Alright, so you
0: suck at sleeping. You You also suck at doing ads. Get out of here! Whatever you're selling, I'm not buying. Oh yeah, these are the videos I saw. They're back. Where, Where they come in and they meet that penguin man. They meet this weird penguin guy at the entrance to the universe. Listen it's good stuff it's great entertainment virtual k-pop stars what the hell's going on in 2023 anyway it's back thankfully and um in other news i think i did touch on this on the ug track but uh fish of course uh, finished up their their new new year's eve run i saw them on wednesday went to the show and uh, watched the, the remaining shows from home i actually fell asleep during shows uh nights two and three, and wound up catching up a new year 's eve morning on on saturday and then i I took a, a nap i took a long nap I tried to take a nap so I could stay up uh, to watch the new year 's Eve show was it an amazing sh- an amazing show the third set was their gag or stunt set, and it was started off with a uh, a barbershop quartet delivering a birthday message because fish is now fish started in one thousand nine hundred and eighty three so they 're now going to be 40 years going for 40 years so the singing telegram with the barbershop quartet's like make a wish and trey's like i wish for a time machine so we could do it all over again so this giant cube like descends from the ceiling and there's also a control cube on the ground And the barbershop quartet guys are like going back and forth in time looking at the history of fish but then the wombat from the wombat song uh, comes and breaks the time machine and then all hell breaks loose all of these dancers dressed as all the different characters from the History of Fish, from the, 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 uh, the meat stick Sausage uh, Father Time Guy, to uh, Kazovit Vox, to, to Sci-Fi Soldier, just so many different uh, characters. And eventually <coughs> they wind up singing Bohemian Rhapsody, mixed with Story of the Ghost with a gospel choir. Then a full marching band comes in playing uh, Jungle Boogie. Then they play Carini, and all these, like, naked dudes come out of a cake. I saw you with Carini and the naked dude. This, you know, they're wearing those body suits, but they're meant to be naked dudes. Uh, it just goes on from there. and in, in the, and the And after that, like, there were no more craziness, just a great set of music. And finally, the final song, which was, of course... Uh, Tweezer reprise. The Wombat comes back out and dancing on stage. So (coughs) it was quite a wild, quite a wild show. There's some videos on YouTube of the the whole gag bit if you want to see it. Um, Yeah, I thought it was good. And just great playing. Just overall an amazing, amazing show. Uh, So much great stuff. I don't know if we can get the set list here. I know talking about the set list of fish is not necessarily going to be meaningful for everyone, but anyway, just that night, you know, three sets, starting off with Tweezer, of course, and there's a lot of Tweezers that, uh, bringing back to Tweezer in the night, Haley's Comet, Set Your Soul Free, Rift, Cavern, Back to Tweezer, Shade, Mike's Song, I Am Hydrogen, and Weak Upon Groove, and then set two, Say It to Me, Santos, also Sprague Zarathustra, which is 2001, oh, another reference to 2001, A Space Odyssey. Kill Devil Fall. It's like Disco 2001. Kill Devil Falls, Mercury, Light, Waste, Drift, While You're Sleeping, Backwards, Down the Number Line, and Finally Set 3. Ghost, Bohemian Rhapsody, Ghost, Jungle Boogie, Wilson. Oh, yeah, they had, like, a, someone playing Tom Hanks and Wilson, the, uh, the volleyball. I'm trying to relate it to their song, Wilson, about Wilson, the King of Prussia. Old Lang Syne, Carini, the New York, New York, Tweezer, Prince Caspian, Cross-Eyed and, and Painless, Piper, A Life Beyond the Dream, First Tube. The encore was Show of Life and Tweezer Reprise. Again, these might not mean anything to you, but if you're a Fish fan, these songs mean a lot to you. So, it was a great Cross Eyed and Painless, the uh, Talking Heads um, cover. You know that song, Cross Eyed and Painless? Lost my shape, trying to act casual, can't stop. I might end up in the hospital, changing my shape. I feel like an accident. They're back, to explain their experience, isn't it weird? Looks too obscure to me. Wasting away, and that was their policy. You know that song? You should know that song. <laughs> Remain in light. It's an essential album of the 20th century. For God's sakes. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, when I was there. Um, in Section 209 on Wednesday. Yeah, people were throwing these glow sticks, which they normally do, but we were sort of right... You know, the, uh, the Chase Bridge that people also watched the show from was there. So people were throwing these light sticks and they were like getting jammed right on the edge, right, like, right by the floor and of, of, the, of the bridge. It was so It was interesting. I don't know how they got stuck there, the light sticks. And then when we left, of course, there's this whole nitrous phenomenon, balloons full of nitrous oxide. And it's just like it's like a drug, you know, that people I I never did that. I never did whippets or whatever. I guess you inhale nitrous oxide and you have a brief high and then you get a headache that someone was telling me. But they're everywhere. All the streets are jammed with people with those, you know, the big, uh, you know, the big cylinders that the gas is in and filling up balloons. And it's like this whole they call it the nitrous mafia. It's a whole thing. It's very strange. Like I. Like, I kind of get it. It's like a drug, but is it that good of a drug that it's all over the place? And every time I go to a show, Fish or uh, Grateful Dead, you know, Dead & Company, this nitrous stuff is everywhere. I think it's illegal. I don't know. I don't know what the hell's going on with this. All the nitrous stuff on the streets of New York City. Weird. All right. Back out on the porch without cigars. Can I do all of dry January? No cigar. No beer. No mezcal. No scotch. No bourbon. Yes, I can do it. I'll be okay. Yeah, man, it's 2023. (laughs) Yeah, it just feels, feels different. I mean is this like the first time I've been in I've been in 2023 like or have I lived through 2023 and many times in various various timelines, dimensions, etc or is that all moot this is all just a simulation of the past anyway, we're living in the year like 9500 entering simulators of Versions of the past. Because what else are you going to do in 9500? All the robots will just do everything you need, so you have to enter the past via simulators to have any challenge in life. Something like that? No? Yes? Oh, I don't know. Well, of course, you know, as I've talked about in recent episodes, there's always that looming. Issue of uh, disclosure, which I don't, well, well, what do I know? But I don't think it's going to happen this year. But, you know, our entrance, us as a society, our entrance into the interdimensional society, them telling us the real truth about our situation here. And we have to reorient towards a new way of life, knowing we're a crabby little backwater world out of so, so many. and adjust to our, you know, our place in the universe, which really wouldn't have changed, just our, the information about it would have changed. Well, the idea, maybe we can start going to those other worlds, go on vacation to Dimension X instead of the Florida, you know. <laughs> That'd be good. And we find out that Earth is the Florida of the multiverse. <laughs> <coughs> Everyone just looks down on our world. <laughs> you know, that we're like... Viewed as these these little sort of hillbilly hobbit type creatures in in the wider multiverse, <coughs> and we have to face, you know, being being looked down on when we when we travel to those other places, you know, because it's sort of like that as above, so below. If you ever got into a position where you were looking at different groups of people and feeling better than them. Right, be they you know whatever whatever kind of group of people politically, racially, whatever, you know a lot of people in 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 our history have looked down on another group of people, you knows you're looking down on someone someone else is looking down on you, that's just how it works, okay, yeah, that whole disclosure thing would be a real bitter pill to swallow.'m sure a lot of people would like to go back to before they heard about it. They want to live in a world without disclosure. Well, we are living in a world without disclosure, so maybe we su- successfully got back to a timeline where disclosure didn't happen. Still, it'd be cool to check out, like, not even necessarily going there, but like researching, like watching YouTube videos about people that are the first human humans from Earth going to these other worlds and like travel videos. Imagine, like, imagine, you know, like I love watching those videos of people like walking around, uh, you know, like Tokyo at night. Imagine you're walking around a completely alien city and just taking a video of it. <laughs> that would be wild. See, that's what disclosure would bring. Lots of cool videos and stuff. I don't know. I don't know if we should have disclosure. <laughs> Let's just enjoy 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 the pre-disclosure world while it lasts. Well, of course, one of my theories was that the rise of AI is going to force the hand of those in control... Right, because uh, this world would... um, Right now, this world is kind of in this charmed state of utter weirdness and strangeness, but a, a unique kind of experience you can have here. But if AI comes about, the real AI, it could make this world into something rather boring, in which case there'd be no reason to continue to block off the information about the wider universe that we're living in. Of course, all of this is pure speculation. I acknowledge I'm most likely wrong about this. It's just one of my pet theories. Thank you. With that, I'd like to thank you so much for patching into this episode of The Overnightscape. We're here in The Overnightscape Underground, a radio station inside a book. And you can go to onsug.com, O-N-S-U-G.com. Onsug stands for Overnightscape Underground, O-N-S-U-G.com. To check out all the latest shows, um, you know like last month I just finished the archiving 96 hours of shows um, so much content being released every month here adding to our massive archive of over 13,000 13, hours of material Over, t- oh, we're actually approaching 11,000 uh, individual shows all backed up, all saved and it's, this is a non-commercial project We have a unique style, and we're very focused on people listening in the near and far future. So perhaps more than most people in the world right now, we here on The Overnight Keep Underground are touching the future, touching people in the future (laughs) in an innocent way, an innocent way. (laughs) Yes. Don't you remember reach out and touch someone? That was like the, uh, wasn't that like AT&T, like the original AT&T, which is now... The new AT and has nothing to do with the old AT and T. But remember, the old a- was it AT and T? Reach out and touch someone. And then I remember there was like a, a, a fake magazine ad that was like a parody. It's like reach, reach out and piss someone off. But we are touching people in the future, communicating with people in the future. Again, more than most people, maybe because it's our intent, right? This is a. Uh, I we I see this as a golden opportunity to record great stuff. That will be of great interest to people. In the, there, it's of interest to people now, but I think it will be of more interest to people in the future. So there you go. Uh, you can participate. There's a show called Overnight Escape Central each week. PQ River out in Truth or Consequences, New Mexico comes up with a new topic. <coughs> this week it was another music show. So you got to check out my entry of all my uh, music from 1923. I found some good stuff. Even better than, uh, than that accordion song we played earlier. Yeah, just listen to the latest episode on, at OnSec.com to uh, find out how to participate. We'd love to hear from you. You can buy the book, and a new edition's coming out this year. I'm working on it. Print-on-demand, an actual print book. And, of course, you can always download the PDF for free. Now that you know about The Overnightscape Underground, it is a lifetime of listening pleasure. And we are your radio pals. This, this audio continuum, strange and wonderful audio continuum, is quite a treasure. Anyways... Now treasure this, a pattern of molecules of the air rotating, vibrating, a massive inspiration. In this world or any other, listen all together now to the other side.
3: into your
1: life and make you a millionaire this man is herb now that herb loves the whopper he's visiting a burger king in every state
3: study the herb poster because the first person to spot herb in each restaurant wins five thousand dollars and everybody there gets a chance at a million and a free whopper and pepsi spot Herb at burger king and win five thousand dollars and a chance at a million
1: In the new comedy, the San Pedro Beach Bums, the mild-mannered moose stops a bully from picking on little Ralphie without striking a blow, then refuses to clobber the guy who calls him yellow. But watch what makes the mighty moose see red on the San Pedro Beach Bums tomorrow night at 11.35 on Channel 9. Tuesday night on Soap, you'll sit in as Jessica Tate and Mary Campbell commiserate over a cup of tea and exchange a newsy bit of information about Jessica's daughter, Corrine. You'll also meet Dennis, a good reason for Jody to be interested in football. That's Soap, Tuesday at 9.30 on Channel 9.
0: Get to that in a moment, but
2: it's a soft place on a baby's head
4: oh. in accent
2: grease. that I used to play all the time.
4: I think I can dig up some cheap paper now. Huh? Anyhow, the topic for next week's overnightscape central is
0: I don't know. I don't know. Hours of fun for pennies.
1: You I, I could feel the ground vibrating under my feet. Thank you. Watch out for that Tabasco.
4: <laughs>
3: I could do that.
0: In the form of um, some promotional materials. But why would you want to take it over? The world's so annoying. So you can save money and. Let's just forget about soft spots and baby's head. I'm sorry to hear that
4: you're uh, so frightened of us. Oh boy, that was just an event. Whatever you want to say. I, I was just very excited to see what was going on, and boy, there's plenty going on. Video games about buildings <laughs> <laughs> is disingenuous to say the least. I would say. You mean you got some information out of the prisoners? If you were in a hurry to drain the water out of your bathtub, would it drain quicker if you continued to sit in the tub after
3: pulling the plug, or if you climbed right out? I can't speak for any fifteen million people, any more than any other person can.
4: Three seven seven four four six six two extension four six five eight fifty four, as your extension. Four six five. It is eight fifty four. So, enjoy.
0: Like I can produce two hours worth of entertainment here on the overnightscape just by talking into a recorder.
4: Might possibly be the best. Because I don't know whether it's the moon or what. It could be the tides or the sunspots. Not really dead. I'm just
1: partly dead. Uh, I think you were doing a good job. Keep it up. You don't know me. Yeah. So, if you would be eighty five, buddy, you're living.
2: Gonna
1: be alright? Let's see, there's all sorts of things that come out of it, there's massive stereo.
4: <sighs> it's just ridiculous. I mean, come on.
1: Smells. Best smells. Having my wisdom teeth pulled out. If I started
0: talking like this, I would feel like this is not me. I'm being a phony. I am not, I don't actually talk like this. Or whatever it is.
4: So you are being controlled by them. You know what I mean? And that was a really vague
3: area. <laughs> oh, people are rotten, aren't they? I mean, they're really rotten. Is that yours, young lady? Is that your fault? Hey, look, up some dirt on those Catholic
4: pastors, eh? Hey?
1: That king from Egypt, uh, King Tut. Remember when you suggested we go in the kind of stealing business? <laughs> I'm stupid. There's no matting down. There isn't any clogging. See you tomorrow. Definitely a breakthrough album. I didn't really hear anything in there that was,
0: to me, um, something I would enjoy listening to. It seemed like a good idea, but the company that ran it was really kind of uh, dysfunctional as far as I could tell, and kind of ruined the whole thing. There should be
1: a whole review of the judicial system.
4: Jim?
2: Oh, goodness. I must have been asleep for a long time.
0: If you feel so inclined. Finally, I just shoved it behind the shed. I'm like, no more with this damn sign. I didn't talk to him personally, but...
3: Uh... Uh, he's running under the auspices of the Flying saucer clubs, more or less.
4: He went off one morning to get the newspaper in his undershirt. Come back in the house, give a sneeze, went to bed and stayed there for six weeks. Will you go away? Thank you.
0: Your iPod touch. Your iPhone.
3: Up ahead, our army was battling the Germans. The, the the symbolic act of shooting at the moon with an eye towards bringing it down in flames was wrong. Listen
4: to that. He was doing all kinds of stuff. And I found myself uh, at a loss. Uh, if we had actual correspondence to deal with,
1: one day I'll harness that lightning. One day I'll harness the lightning, I will. One day I'll harness that lightning. One day I'll harness the lightning, I will. But Tesla Opera, ladies demon.
0: The Bonzo Dog Doodah Band, whichever way you're calling them. Up. <laughs> oh, yeah, I am he, and you are we, as you are me, and we are all together.
4: Amazing.
0: News is awful.
1: How do you fall asleep? I love me some Doctor little books. Oh yes,
0: P. Q. River does it. Do you like the way that sounds? Ah. How many years ago was that now?
3: <coughs> oh no! <coughs> oh,
1: get away! Get away! Now get on! Get on! Don't come up here! Don't! 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 Oh. This is the awkward part of the of, of the recording.
4: There's a little loophole there somewhere, right?
1: Okay, that about does it. Let's
0: go. I can't get it out of my head. Waiter? Waiter! What the hell happened? He's like, hey, I'm playing at Woodstock. I'm really huge. I'm great. And then a few years later, oh my God, I'm on Saturday morning television in a, in a fake band. And then a few years later, he's like dead.
4: Can you kill stuff at all? Is that possible?
1: I'll be very affectionate.
2: You're going to stay right here and you're going to listen to me.
4: A long, slender moonbeam, made of pure silver, came through the window.
1: Hi there, Mr. Frank. Hi, Fenju. Well, of course, life as they know it doesn't exist on this dead planet. It's us.
0: This very odd-looking, mean man
1: when I was a kid. Anyway, that was ridiculous. And tonight our guest is...
4: Written by candlelight in his tiny room at the Bright Kentucky Hotel. Why, God? So I'd wake up in the middle of the night, trembling with anxiety. A few more minutes,
0: fellas. Duck sleeves from overseas. And as a special bonus, of course, I will uh, continue to record for the Central, as I'm doing right now. The night camera took a picture of how we really were. Then what is the reason? A man who,
4: while at times makes people wait when he shouldn't ought to, is sincerely... Oh man, I, I love doing the Vic and Sate cast with Jimbo. I'll
0: give you a clue. Sven replied to his father who begot him. Father who begot me, I am indeed satisfied with what you have given me to eat. O great mountain, father who begot me, I am indeed satisfied with what you have given me to drink. Wherever you lift your eyes, there is kingship. O Enlil, your abundance.
4: And then just talking to the microphone, use simple phrases and precise instructions.
3: But uh, that's. All beside the point.
1: I will listen to you.
4: Go ahead, What's your Story. Located creature moving rapidly in the direction of McKenna City.
1: Oh, it was terrible. Duck Sleaze, that's it. Frigid. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the kind that says.
4: And listen to that. About two o'clock in the morning when they're closing the bars, it really gets sentimental. The Midnight Citizen. You get kind of a bird's eye view of
0: what life must have been like.
1: I can't get rid of these 138 zip disks. Employees of the same department store fall in love. Even though he admits his prison record to her, she agrees to marry him. There's only one problem. She, too, has a record, is on parole, and not allowed to marry. George Raft and Sylvia Sidney star in You and Me, tonight at 8 on The Movie 44. Forging is one of our oldest metalworking arts. The old method of heating metal to cherry red has been developed into an exacting science, employing modern instruments and new metallurgical knowledge. Muscle power has been multiplied and is now measured in tons, tons of force, which pound or squeeze all kinds of metals into a multitude of shapes. The development of modern transportation has been furthered by advances in forging techniques. In our conquest of the air, forging knowledge and new kinds of forging equipment are providing components essential to efficient progress. And now, as we reach out into space, we are more than ever dependent on knowledge of metals and the techniques for forging lighter and stronger materials, new and unusual metals, with new and unusual processes so that we may then become the blacksmith for the stars
4: huiskamer hey. Is okay if we ask questions? Well, we hear that you never eat breakfast. Is it true? How come? Is it that you're not getting the kind of cereal you want? No? Maybe you're missing some of the fruit you'd like. some bacon and eggs. What about some... No, huh? Oh, I know. I bet you're getting tired of the usual breakfast fare. You want something different. Yeah. What if you could have anything you want? You're making me sick. Okay, okay. So it's not the kind of food. Maybe you have some family problem. It isn't. You have a mother who... Kathy, you know how much time it takes me to make
2: breakfast. I get up early just yes, to be sure you'll have the right food. My mother's not home right now. She's gone to work already.
4: Okay. Some other problem. Your brothers and sisters, they fight at the table. It makes you upset. I don't have any brothers or sisters. Well, then, what is it? Could it be that you just don't have food? Your dad is gone, and your mother works to make ends meet, and all you have in the kitchen are a few crusts of bread. Well, then, it's. matter of money what is it Kathy
3: history, all human beings are classified as belonging to the order of mammals. The primates, which include apes and monkeys, also belong to this order and are the highest type of mammal with the exception of man. Here is the gorilla which belongs to the family of anthropoid apes. The gorilla, which lives in West Africa, is the largest of these apes growing to a height of about six feet and weighing nearly 500 pounds. Though feared more by the natives than any of his forest companions, the gorilla is normally of a gentle disposition unless aroused. This four-year-old has made friends with a pet terrier. The chimpanzee, a smaller variety of ape, also comes from Africa. This beast is found in a more extensive area than the gorilla and is about one-third smaller. In facial structure, the chimpanzee resembles man more than the gorilla does. Both apes have blackish hair, but the chimpanzee has shorter arms and longer, slenderer hands and feet. The chimpanzee is capable of accepting, refusing, and thanking with three different and distinct sounds. Here is a chimpanzee that has been trained to skate. The intelligence of a chimpanzee is compared to that of a small child and is far higher than any other non-human. Here he shows rather unusual ability in sewing. The chimpanzee picks up bad habits too, but he seems to enjoy it. Notice how he respects the match. The chimpanzee also can be trained to entertain. He does such things as remove his own shoes about as well as you did when you were three. The third kind of ape is the orangutan, which means man of the woods. Clad in brownish hair, it is found in Sumatra and Borneo. The orang travels in families and lives on leaves, buds, and fruits. It has a flattened oval face and a skull that almost comes to a point. Excessively long hands and feet are assets for climbing in which this type of ape excels. You may notice that the thumb is undeveloped. The orang shows poor dexterity in handling this piece of wood. Here are the chimpanzee and orang together. The orang has longer arms and shorter legs. Compared to the gorilla, the orangutan is a much smaller beast, but An orang is much more playful and friendly. Just imagine the keeper doing this to a gorilla. But the orang seems to enjoy it immensely. Like a child, the orang enjoys playing in the sand. Notice, he uses hands and feet interchangeably. Whoopee! Here, he arrays himself in a scarf. He has not been taught to do this, or this either. And here we see him, without previous assistance, learning the principle of the lever. He seems to exercise almost human intelligence. Now, we wouldn't exactly say he can read, but the pictures evidently are interesting. See how he uses his mouth to aid in turning the pages. Here he's getting his vitamins, whoops all over him, so he wipes his face just as your baby brother does. The fourth kind of ape, the gibbon, comes from the Malay Peninsula. Small and light, with extremely long arms, it is the only ape accustomed to walking upright. Although the gibbon bears most resemblance to man, it is the lowest type of ape. It has a delicate constitution. However, when caught young, can be tamed easily. It is far more nimble than the larger apes. This ape is the closest connection to its cousins in the new world, the monkeys. So we have seen the four major types of anthropoid apes that inhabit the old world the gorilla, the chimpanzee, the orangutan, and the gibbon. Now, let us see how they resemble their New World relatives. The New World, or American monkey, often is distinguished by its tail, which serves as an other arm and is therefore called prehensile. This is a spider monkey. Besides having a prehensile tail, it can also be recognized by its lack of thumbs. The spider monkey is so-called because of its spider-like limbs. The woolly monkey, cousin to the spider monkey, inhabits the Guianas. It is heavier than its cousin, so the natives call it Baragudo, which means big-bellied. Gentle and confiding in nature, the woolly monkey makes a good pet. The monkey lives mainly on fruits. It in turn is also considered good eating by the natives. It spends most of its life in the treetops, rarely descending to the ground. It is noted for grave manners and it is extremely mild in temperament. We have seen a few examples of anthropoid apes and new world monkeys which are included in the order of primates. These animals, all inhabitants of primeval jungle areas, are a source of never-ending interest because of their close resemblance to the human being.